Going, going, gone! All right, you know what time it is, Toph? It's time to listen and shout. It's debut podcast, everyone. First first time doing this. Yeah, we're definitely going to see how this goes. Bear with us. We may have a little some issues. We're going to get through it. It's going to be good. Yep, it's going to uh, be trial by fire, but uh, hopefully <laughs> we have some fun. and uh, Definitely have some fun. Yeah, we've been waiting a long time to do this, and... Uh, you know, I think I'm pretty excited. I know you are too. Yeah, no, we're a little behind where we're going to be. We're going to start in January, but we're going to kick it off now in February as a monthly uh, kind of update of what's been going on. Yeah, for sure. You know, we're going to cover basically, uh, you know, starting out, you know, may evolve as we go on, but for, for you know, for starters, we're going to be covering, you know, uh, big news stories in sports and uh, entertainment. Definitely. You know? Uh, ranking them out, we like to debate. That's our kind of history, right? Yeah, definitely. Debate uh, top top tens, top fives, or you know. <clears throat> yeah, you're a, you're a big list guy. You've always uh, you make like lists at the end of every year for like your top movies and definitely yes albums. And I don't know how you keep track of it all. Uh, you know, it, it, it takes some takes a little bit of effort, but it's something that I've always gotten into. So we can definitely do some cool year and wrap up lists for sure. Yeah. So I mean, a little bit background on us. You know, I'm Ryan and. I'm Toph. Toph, and we've known each other since, the, what, fifth grade? And over yeah, the years, yeah. we've always enjoyed uh, looking up lists and rankings and making our own and debating mm-hmm. uh, where things stand in, in the course of uh, history. Or yeah, And then just talking times. about everything that's going on with sports, pop culture, various topics, nothing too heavy, but just entertainment kind of things. Yep, so that's uh, that's really kind of what we're going to do here. You know, we're actually just going to uh, try to, like Toph said, do this monthly and, uh, you know, do some of our debating and listing uh, for you guys. Hopefully, you find it entertaining. If not, I'm sure we will. Definitely, and there will be. Uh, we will have the. We have the Twitter up and running. It's at uh, list underscore shout, and we also have Instagram list and shout podcast one word. So the, we'll put things up there. You can interact with us there. Anything you want us to talk about with lists or any questions, you know, it'll be a living, breathing organism. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, you know, we might put polls up there as well on things you might want to hear us talk about or different topics you find relevant uh, that you want to hear, uh, you know, our opinions on. So, yeah, Or call us out if we talk about something and we're missing something completely off base about it. You know, hey, let us know. Yeah, for sure. All right, so we're going to just... Uh, Jump right into having some fun. Uh, gonna break some ice here. Mm-hmm. Uh, do a little game called Overrated Underrated. Toast gonna just throw out some random things he's pulling off the internet, and we're gonna just, just have a quick overrated versus underrated chat on it. Yeah, see what we think. All right, so let's start with Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, I say overrated. Definitely overrated. I think. A couple of the movies standing alone are are good, but it's going on way too long, way oh, too far. They're like up to like nine of I them think nine, now. Yes, it's yes. crazy. No, I don't even know if that counts the spinoff with The Rock and whatever the other one. I, I just think you know, definitely entertaining. I, I paused for a minute just because it's like you know, you know, it, it's almost become a joke of itself mm-hmm. and how far they've gone with it all. But I, overall, overrated. I, there's nothing. I, I don't even think yeah. I've watched the last three. I don't think there's yeah. anything on there that. No, I each, care to say it's entertaining, but definitely overrated. Yeah, probably get some heat for that, but yeah. well, along those lines, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Dwayne's underrated, man. That guy. I know. I, I know he was in the the franchise, uh, but still, yes. I, I don't think there's anything the Rock can't do. Dude's yeah. a genius. I feel like I don't know if this was an option or not, but I feel like he's probably properly rated. 
Eh, I, I mean, The I Rock is that. great. I think most people acknowledge The Rock is great. He does everything. I mean, you can't can't hit on The Rock. I, I just think he's going to run the world one day. He'll be president. He could. We'll see. All right. How about IKEA? IKEA is underrated. You know how I feel about IKEA. I, it probably is underrated. I'm I'm with you there. Like they, I've recently purchased. You know, I find myself getting little pieces of furniture, more like storage and shelving mm-hmm. and different things. I actually redid my closet with them. They're very affordable and practical. Nothing fancy though. Yeah, def- so, they definitely can be damaged, but I think for what they do, you can get what you need. The price is good. They're not usually too hard to put together. Yeah, so I don't know if that's an endorsement or not for IKEA. Yeah, this is not sponsored. Can we send them a bill? I don't know. I don't think so. They might uh, try Come to shut man. us down. I want the monies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about napping? Like napping, sleeping? Like taking a nap. Uh, overrated. I mean, I, I can't. I, I think I have to agree uh, with you because I feel like conceptually it's not overrated, but I feel like if I take a nap for like an hour, I don't, I'm don't. i not feeling any better afterwards. That's true. Sometimes you actually are more tired. Yeah. Like, when I was younger, I feel like I could actually take a 20-minute nap and 30-minute nap yep. and feel rested. But yep. now that I'm 44, like, a nap turns into, like, three hours or four hours. And then, and then you're sleep. just ruined at that point because yeah. it just throws everything off. And, yeah, I, yeah, I'm going overrated. Yeah, I am, too. I think I'd rather just uh, push through and then collapse earlier at night. Yeah, I think so. New Balance. I'd say proper. I, I don't know. I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent. Yeah, I... I mean, maybe maybe a little underrated just because you, because they get heat and they probably don't really deserve you know people make no, fun of classic. New Balance and they're, they're really sure. not. I mean, it's been around. I mean, they've been around just as long as pretty much anybody. And yeah, I mean, it, is it kind of a dad shoe? Sure, but hey, they're not that bad. It's classic too, though. Yeah, Taco Tuesday. I used to love Taco Tuesday, but then I realized I love tacos every day. <laughs> I, I, think, so. I think Taco Tuesday is overrated. The idea of it's Tuesday, let's have tacos. Yeah, not that just because it's a TNT. Because then you get into Taco Thursdays, or yeah, you know I mean, I mean what, yeah, or do you have to have like? I mean, yeah, there's what it, it does. Yeah, it's the whole bar thing though. Because then Thursday's Thirsty Thursday, and mm-hmm. you know they always mm-hmm. have to. It's tacos every day. Yeah. I say, I don't know if that's overrated or underrated. Then. The idea of Taco Tuesday is, is overrated. overrated. Yes, tacos every tacos day is underrated. underrated. Yes. <laughs> record labels nowadays De- overrated for overrated. sure. You don't need a record label like back in the the back in the you know late nineties when you know record labels were putting out similar music. You kind of was like a sound. You kind of were getting the press of doing everybody's albums. I think they they serve their purpose, but now. No. I mean, it's really crazy if you think about the evolution of, of music, especially just in our, our lifespan, where, you know, starting out with, like, cassettes and CDs, and everyone, like you said, had you had to be part of a major label. Yep. You had to have a marketing machine behind you. Um, and then we get to that middle phase before digital got big, and you had, like, the mixtapes mm-hmm. and, you know, things like that, and bootlegs and all this imports, and, you know, you'd find stuff from people that were, like, maybe indie. Yep. Or uh, non-signed people, and it was big. But they were still kind of... They had to be put out there. They had to be found by someone. Yep. Now SoundCloud and so many online platforms. <laughs> yeah, TikTok, You don't have to make you, albums. Yeah. You just no make a single. No one even has to hear of you. Nope. They will. Yeah. Like Island Boys. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't get me started. <laughs> All right. They're definitely overrated. <laughs> Next is uh, Rubik's Cube. Uh, I... I say overrated just because I, I can't do it. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean it's yeah. I think it, I think it's overrated. I'm with you there. Yeah, Jay Z. Ashley figured it out though. Like she like, but she YouTubed something and oh. found the trick. And I'm like, well, that's not even the, fun anymore. It's overrated. Yeah, Jay Z. 
Uh, I would have said, I don't know how I feel about that. When I was younger, I'd say underrated. And then when I was middle-aged, I'd say overrated. And I think I'm back to underrated. I think he's underrated. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there, I think. I, I, yeah, I don't really yeah, I mean, to elaborate on it, but I do think he's underrated. Just overall body of work now. I mean, just the amount of albums, type of songs, big songs. I mean, he's just been consistent. Yeah, I and, think the fact that he hasn't had a big hit in a few years leaves him being underrated now because people are acting like he's irrelevant. And maybe he is, but yeah. he's still a legend. But the thing is, if you listen to his music, like he actually, like as he grew up, his music grew up too. Yep. And, you know, I think that's important for any artist that for sure. puts stuff out. All right, last one here. We're going to go with McDonald's. Uh, McDonald's is definitely overrated, I think, but I don't know. Don't get me started with McDonald's. Have you seen the stuff they're doing lately? The whole like monstrosity sandwiches you can like you can land order. and sea and air <laughs> and turf and <laughs> double I don't meat know. is double sweet. Yeah. Okay. So remember the, that Buffy Buffy had that episode yeah. right at the double meat palace. With you the had chicken, chicken and, and the beef. hamburger. Double meat is double sweet. But mm-hmm. It was a joke. We all know it was gross. Yeah. Now they're trying. To, and McDonald's even has. I don't know if you've seen this, but if you like. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you go in there to order on the app, you can order these crazy uh, sandwiches and whatnot. But it's like chicken nuggets on burgers. And yeah. Fi- what, a chicken patty, a fish patty, and a beef patty yep. all in the same sandwich? Yep. Who wants that? Yeah, and the thing is, they won't even make it for you. They If you if you, if you you order the Land, Sea, and Air, or I think whatever it's called, the one that is the, Wait, the burger, the chicken, and what? the... And the, and the fish, you, they actually will send you the three different pieces. You have to build it yourself. Wait, wait, wait. You have to build it? That's what it says. I haven't tried this, but that's what it, that's what it says. So, so you order their crazy idea, and they don't even build it for you. No, they you got to make yourself. It. So you're the crazy one, really. Yeah. yeah I mean. <laughs> it's your, like, you're doing it. They're giving you the ingredients like it's like a HelloFresh or something. But no. Yeah, I don't know. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. And like okay, you said. We, we might have to, after the show, order one just to see how they give yeah, it to us. And we may report back on this. The only one to be that even sounds remotely appetizing is the breakfast one, the uh, egg McMuffin with hash browns on it. Like, I well, feel that's, like, yeah, that's just a good idea in general. Yeah, like that, that I would bad. eat. But the other ones, man, I'm not doing a fish fillet chicken and beef. No. Especially, like, here's the thing. You could convince, like, if we actually went to, like, a fancy burger joint and you were like, you know what, they have this burger you wouldn't think it's great but you know what it's got a chicken breast patty and oh um, yeah yeah maybe you convince me to try it maybe it wouldn't be terrible but mcdonald's i mean it's like the it's like the peanut butter peanut butter burger thing if you go to a re- restaurant that knows what they're doing okay. peanut butter burger might sound gross but, but it's delicious McDonald's putting peanut butter on my burger no, exactly exactly i'll go to, if i go to abby burger or somewhere and they got on the menu yeah bobby flay's place Give it a shot, but McDonald's, no. Okay, so so here's something we're going to throw out to all the listeners, if there are any out there. We'll see. <laughs> um, if you've done or ate or like any of these... Yeah, send us something on Twitter or yeah. on Instagram. Let us know about these McDonald's monstrosities. Yeah, send us some pictures. Do, they cut, do you really have to assemble them yourselves? Because that just seems cruel and unusual. It does. Like, it does. we're going to come up with this terrible idea, and then we're going to make, make you, you do it. Do it. <laughs> like, that's almost like it, it, it saves them from being responsible. Exactly. So, uh, I, I don't know. That was fun, though, Toph. That was. That was. And maybe we'll bring that back other times. We'll, you know, we'll see. Yeah. All right. All right. So, now comes... Uh, the part where we're going to list off, or I'm going to list off, Toph, what I think is some of the top sports moments of the month of February. All right, February 2022. 2000, yeah, 2022. Uh, don't forget, guys, anyone out there, you can uh, hit us up on uh, Twitter at uh, list underscore shout 
We're on Instagram at uh, the List and Shout Podcast, or just List and Shout List Podcast. And Shout Podcast. The, so feel free to give us feedback on what you agree with, don't agree with, what we missed. So we're going to get right into it. Tove, you ready? Let's do it. Are you ready? I am ready. You ready for the sports? Let's do it. The sports. <laughs> All right, so to me, number 10. Number 10. This one, I, I, I did kind of put this in order of what I thought 10 to 1 biggest stories were. Sometimes we might do that. We might not. Whatever. Mm. But to me, I'm going to say Steph Curry, all-star game performance. Did you see this? 16 three-pointers. Three <sighs> That's crazy. I mean, it's all-star game. I know no one's really played defense, but... To make 16 three-pointers. That's a jump it, shot. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. yep. He attempted 27. He hit 16 out of 27. That's almost two-thirds. That's nuts. And I will say, I, I, I didn't watch the All-Star game, but I, I bet most of those weren't right at the line either. They were probably five, ten feet behind the three-point line. That's the thing that's great. What do you think about moving the, the three-point line back? Should they do that? Should they not? I mean, some of these guys these days, Steph included, I mean, they're, they're hitting five feet, six feet, eight feet behind the line. Yeah, I definitely get the argument. I think it kind of limits these you know Joel Embiid and seven footers from taking threes if you move it back it kind of makes the big man a little more of a traditional big man and it's not going to impact the you know the Currys the Lillards those guys are just throwing it up from as soon as they cross half court half the time Trey Young just bombing from mid-court 3 and D D becomes a little bit more valuable if you're legit legit three three, yep yep I, I understand the argument I don't know where I land on it but I definitely it makes some sense very interesting all right number nine what I got Austin Sindrick went into Daytona 500. I know that's huge for you, becoming only the second rookie driver ever to win a Cup Series race, yet alone the Daytona, or I mean, to win the Daytona 500. Yeah, I have, I have no opinion on that. NASCAR is definitely not my <laughs> wheelhouse. I know very little about NASCAR, but that is pretty cool. I didn't even I can't say that I knew that happened. But yeah, only one other time cool in 2011, uh, a rookie driver. But I mean, and this guy, that's like the first race of the year, right? Or yeah, one first of the, race. So, so your rookie, yeah. so it's really like his first real race he won. Yeah, NASCAR pretty much almost kicks off like the Super Bowl was their first like the, their first race of the year. It's almost like reverse of other sports, but it's so weird. Yeah, he, I think he. Had seven or eight races in the Cup Series last year. Just you know, he's a he's a big time driver though. Like he's driven in Xfinity and a whole bunch of other Truck Series and different things. Um, like he's kind of like a, uh, a super kid. You know, like he's only twenty three, but he's been groomed wow. for this. Um, you know, but to come out and win in the Daytona five hundred is like pretty huge. Mm-hmm. So good job to him. Uh, number eight. The Rams winning the Super Bowl. Usually, I'd have the Super Bowl higher for. Uh, for for February or if it fell in February, but I mean to me it's just the Bengals, the Rams. I mean we're so used to Brady and some of these legends in there. It just didn't, didn't have seem... the star power, especially with the Bengals being involved. Because the Rams do have a lot of star power, and yeah. you have. I mean they were just in the Super Bowl what, two three years yeah, two, ago. Two three years ago, they've got guys that you know have, that that are you know established stars and not one ring. So I think there's a lot of interest there. But yeah, yeah it was really nice to see Aaron Donald opponent. get his ring and mm-hmm. the way he stepped up the last couple plays. Yeah. To, Matthew Stafford. I mean, that's a guy that's stuck in Detroit all those years and playing great, but just with nothing around him. How, how, you know, how good first does year that away. feel? Probably for him. Oh, I mean, yeah. just vindicated after. Like, yeah. And that's why. I mean, if you're a team that thinks you're a quarterback away. Trade three, four draft picks to get the quarterback because it can win you a Super Bowl. And honestly, that's, I mean, uh, so speaking of that, okay, so Sean McVay, how old's McVay? Like, what, 37? 30, yeah, I think so. Yeah, 36, 37, I think, yeah. So have you seen this, though, actually? Like, speaking of that now, I mean, he's young as hell. Mm-hmm. He's already been in two Super Bowls, he got the Super Bowl championship. You would think, though, like this is the beginning of his career, but there's rumors out there this might be the end of his career. Did you see that Amazon? 
Did no. you hear this? No. So Amazon apparently, because Amazon's going to be getting more football rights, mm-hmm. so they want to get they want uh, they want to sign him to the booth, and they're offering him a five year one hundred million dollar contract to give up coaching and come broadcast for five years. I and mean, if you if you think about it, it's definitely he's definitely younger, but it's kind of the John Madden. That's true. I mean, Madden did not coach that long. But you knew Won that had Bowl. the personality, though. He goes yeah. for like eight or nine years. But you knew he had the personality. Do we really know McVeigh has the personality? He's very animated, but I, you know, I don't know. I can't say that I've followed his press conferences or yeah, his, yeah. maybe maybe he does. I don't know. It just seems crazy to me. Yeah, I I don't know that that he has that name recognition that that would be that big. I I, mean, I know he's supposed to be a genius and all that, but to me, I, I almost though the the part that gets me with it though is I just. I feel like here's a guy who's, you know, just starting in his real professional career. He's doing great. He's he just won a Super Bowl. And now it's almost like here comes Amazon rolling in like mm-hmm. let's offer you 100 million dollars to give up what you love and have <laughs> wanted to do just to come broadcast for us. I mean, we don't know that that's even something he wants to do. But how do you turn down 20 million dollars a year? There there almost has to be something to it. It can't just be I can't see Amazon randomly targeting this guy like that. Like, he has to have said some things that have led people to believe maybe he doesn't want to coach long. Maybe he, you know, I don't know. Maybe not, but it just seems possible. to me that But wouldn't that be crazy, though? Like, I mean, at that point, just like, yeah, there's some, people can walk in and just buy anybody they want. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you can come after a player. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I mean, go ahead and retire. Let's give you more money than you're going to make. And I don't know. From a coaching standpoint, I just feel like that's... It's crazy, but maybe he—I mean, maybe he legitimately is thinking about retiring early. I, I don't know, and that's unrelated to yeah, that's the what, offer. I mean, Who knows? The way I mean, NFL head coaches, especially like the hours they put in, the pressure that's on them. I mean, it wouldn't—I I wouldn't be shocking. Maybe he wouldn't. Have, I mean, it's a much easier gig to be an announcer. The pressure's off. Not saying it's not hard work because yeah. there is work, but it's a whole different situation. I don't know what his family situation is. What anything's going, you know, that'll be definitely be. something to watch and keep an eye on though over the next yep. couple of weeks. And if not him, maybe somebody else. Yep. So number seven, sticking in the NFL, this isn't a happy story, but Brian Flores suing the NFL. Um, you know, I, I think the thing that I take out of this the most, obviously, you know, there's a lot that goes into it, but I think the most, I mean, one of the, the most crazy things is the, um, allegations of being offered money to throw games his that, first season. Yeah, to me, that's the headline. Because, look, we all know that there's a underrepresentation of, of people of color coaching in the NFL. I mean, that's yeah. just the numbers. That is what it is. And the Rudy rule, while well-intentioned, you know people are getting interviews that don't really have a chance at jobs. There's, I don't think there's anything new there. But throwing game as allegations. And then yep. when Hugh Jackson backs him, was it Hugh Jackson? Yeah, I think when, in Cleveland. Somebody, yeah, so, yeah, well, backs him up and says, you know, the same thing Same thing happened to him. Yeah. Well, I especially, mean, I mean, like you said, I mean, the, the, the facts are sad. But, you know, it, it, you already have people of color not being represented. Right. Yet. And then here's someone who is, and he gets a job. And the first thing you're asking him to do. Is lose games. Is lose games on purpose. Like, yeah. you know, you're not going to be around here for when we really win. Right. We'll hire you for when we lose and actually try to lose. It just there's even more to that to me that seems messed up. Yeah, and especially when the, you know Hugh Jackson then comes out in similar situation in his story. Like I, yeah, I, I really hope as this goes further, like that's the part. I mean, I, I I think the sad thing is with the Rooney Rule and all that, it's hard to really, you know, you have the rule in place for a reason. It's a good purpose, but it's hard to really. Um, you know, Elway and the Broncos have come out and said, yeah. well, he was a legit candidate. But how do you really, you know, there's no real way to know or not know yeah. if they're lying or telling the truth. But and he definitely was not a legit candidate for the Giants job if they had already 
made their decision. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but when you come down to, like, if they can find out for sure that you were offered money to throw games and lose, mm-hmm. um, that's pretty messed up. I mean, and that's just, I mean, that goes into the integrity of the results of the game, too. So, I mean, NFL is awesome as it is. I mean, we always talk about this. They have so many headaches and problems. And, yeah. Um, I think this could end up being a really big problem for them. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, moving on, number six, the catastrophe known as the slam dunk contest this year. I know you didn't get to see I it, but it, you didn't miss anything. Well, and that kind of that, that kind of speaks to it there because there was a time in my life where the slam dunk contest was must-see TV, yes. like, and live. Like, yeah. it would be a Saturday night. It's all-star Saturday yep. night. We're watching the slam dunk contest. Hell, yeah. And then it kind of slowly kind of faded away, and now I I don't even know who was in the slam dunk contest. Yes, yeah. I mean Obi Toppin won. Yeah. Uh, the the thing that's crazy is I don't know where it changed for me, but you know nowadays these kids get out there and they get it's all timed. You know, you get a minute to make a dunk, let's say, and they're missing 12, 13, 14. But then I guess this year you know you only get two or three attempts. But the thing is, when they're lobbing the ball. If they don't actually go to the rim with it, it doesn't count as an attempt. Uh, so you can just keep lobbing it and grabbing it and lobbing it and grab. It just—it's it, flat. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just—it was terrible. Um, you know, you don't have exciting guys, and it's not that the guys in it aren't athletic and can't dunk and do stuff. But you know, to me, there's a few things. You know, you don't have the the stars like they used to in the old days. And mm-hmm. plus, there's been so many dunks that have already been done. There's yeah, there's only so much you can. Do. Yeah, now they're trying to do crazy stuff, and it's like, you know, when we were, like you said, when we were younger, you know, everyone remembered D. Brown and yep. Cedric Sabalos and all these, they, they, you know, and even Dwight Howard when he almost brought it back with like mm-hmm. some of his stuff, but, you know, Vince Carter, we just remember all those classic dunks, mm-hmm. but like nothing's ever, the last, probably ever since what, like Nate Robinson and Jason Richardson, like that's probably the last guys that were really relevant. The Nate Robinson contest, I think, is what killed the dunk contest because you had him and Andre Godala going head-to-head, and he like that was pre-time limit, and Nate Robinson took forever. I yeah. mean, it dragged on for like forever. So they needed to do something from a time limit, but then they've been kind of scrambling since then, I think, trying to figure something out. And it doesn't Igloo work. had that one that was like off the, the side of the back. The one, board, yeah, right? like the five physics that yeah, he came, he threw it off the side, grabbed it, came around. Like, yeah, that was pretty crazy. It Like, I feel like Igodala would have won if Nate Robinson was like four inches taller than he was. <laughs> he only won because he was so short. But it was impressive. I'm not taking away from, from Nate. Uh, what's he doing these days? Getting knocked uh, out or something? Getting knocked out, right? Yeah. All right, so uh, you didn't miss anything with the slam dunk contest. Uh, moving on to number five. Uh, what is that? <laughs> That's our uh, assistant, Newman. He, uh, he's, he's running security for us right now. Okay. Uh-oh, intruder alert. No, so uh, everyone knows that I'm a big uh, wrestling fan. If you mm-hmm. don't know me, now you know. Um, so number five story this this week. I'm a big AEW guy. Uh, love the product. Love the wrestling. Love the guys. Uh, Cody and Brandy Rhodes leave AEW. Supposedly, I mean, it, it's it's the end of the month. It's pretty legit at this point. You know, a lot of people thought it might have been a work at the time. Some people still think it might be a work. But you know, you're talking about one of the one of the founders of the company, the guy that really was carrying the flag uh, and got it all started. Uh, leaving a leaving a big promotion that's actually grown pretty fast and uh, to a lot of people's surprise and a lot of people a lot of professional wrestling fans will tell you it's a lot better product and and you know uh, it's a lot more exciting and it's it's kind of weird to see someone who put it together leave 
There is, but I, I wonder if some of it has to do with and uh, correct me if I'm off here because this is you know this is not necessarily my area of expertise, but if, like as it got bigger, he was involved in starting it, but he's definitely had to give up control, right? Oh, I'm he's sure, he's yeah. not he's had to probably take a step back. He doesn't have the power that he had before. Yeah, and for sure. So thing. he originally had an EVP contract mm-hmm. and a and a talent contract. The the rumor is he was probably losing the EVP status. Yeah. And as a wrestling contract, he wanted. I mean, they like you said. I mean, they brought in CM Punk, mm-hmm. who's out of retirement. Everyone knows that probably took a nice payday to get him to come back. Yep. Uh, you got Brian Danielson, who's probably one of the best wrestlers in the world, leaving a happy job at WWE to come here. So you bring in like guys, and and the list goes on. But those are like two big name. I mean, tops that you can get in the in in the game. And you know, I'm sure they're making a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you all of a sudden you're Cody Rhodes and you want that kind of contract, you're not going to get it. No. I mean, it's you're. He's probably getting more money and more control, even with going back to WWE. I, I get it. Yeah, that's that's the rumor. That seems like what's going to happen. I mean, and we'll see how that goes. A lot of people think they might uh, bury him just to make a point, but I think they'll do the opposite. I think, I think as a lot of these AEW guys' contracts come up, especially the younger ones, I think they'll push Cody and make him a bigger star than he's ever been I, to get these guys yeah, to come over. If you bury him, then you're not going to get anybody else to leave. Exactly. I, so I don't think that makes sense. Yeah, I, uh, so I, I don't agree with that take. I think people will – I think they'll push him, and I think they'll pay him, and that'll mm-hmm. be a big incentive for some of these other guys uh, that may not get to the level they want uh, in AEW to go. It'll be interesting to see how that goes the next couple of years. All right, number four, Toph. I know this one's close to your heart. <laughs> Toph is a Philadelphia 76ers fan, oh, and I no. think something that's been torturing you for a long time now has finally come to a close, and that's Ben Simmons being traded and leaving Philly finally. I mean, I could talk about Ben Simmons for an hour alone, so we're not going to get into that too much. But, I mean, again, Daryl Morey did what he said he was going to do. I mean, I think Harden was always one of his prime targets due to their history in Houston and to be able to, you know, say I'm not going to trade Simmons until I get a star, a legitimate star for him. And he was able to do that. I mean, yeah, this guy it, was just in the top 75 players of all time, right? And yeah, think, for sure. Does his age or conditioning concern you at all or no? Um, it will, when, when, the, when, that, when the inevitable uh, max contract extension comes in a year or two, I am a little concerned by the conditioning because... And the age, I know you can look at guys like LeBron and Chris Paul and say these guys are playing great late into their careers, but LeBron and Chris Paul are guys that put in all the work off the court. You know that they're in prime shape. They're doing everything they can to put on their career. Is James Harden doing that? The history isn't really there, you know. I'm not overly – I know a lot of people are – just also afraid that he may give up on a team because well, that, I was going to say I'm, I'm not. I, I love the move, but I'm playing devil's advocate here. Yeah. But you know, you also have the two years and blown up two teams. And like, I'm, I'm not totally buying that. I mean, the Houston things just got bad. Houston, he needed to get out. That was more of a normal run. You know, thing has run its course. Yeah. He never wanted to go to the Nets. He, you know, I think he wanted to go to the Sixers all along to reconnect with Maury and play with Embiid. The whole, I mean, him and yeah, he's with been Durant and Irving since he left Houston. Yep. I mean. Philly was supposed to be one of the possibilities, yeah, even but, for Ben Simmons then. But this is before Ben Simmons was Ben yeah, Simmons. Yeah, what kind of started the problem. And <laughs> I mean, the rumor is that the Houston ownership was still mad at Moore for leaving and refused to trade with him, and that was why there was never any possibility of that trade happening. Yeah. So I mean, I, I'm, I think that's that's less of a concern. I don't think that James Harden's going to check out. I mean, he's obviously it's been you know two weeks or whatever it's been, but he's been fully engaged. He's really into it. 
I just debuted, right? Yep, yeah, yeah, had a monster debut, almost put up a triple-double. I think he had 27 points, like 12 assists, 8 rebounds, something he, like that. He texted me uh, and, and gave me a, a stat about how long it took him to get his first three, right, compared to eight, Simmons? Eight minutes versus 175 games, and I think now if you look at the all-time Sixers three-point list, they're tied with five apiece, and Harden <laughs> played one game, Simmons played 275, 285, something like that. So, so three-pointers on everything, obviously. Simmons is a far better defensive player than Harden and does a lot of other things, but... Yeah. But Philly has a lot of good defensive players already that you can probably... Yeah. I mean, now Simmons was next level. Yes, but what they what they are missing is that closer, that outside guy that can win. Because Embiid's great, but it can be hard to force him the ball to end of close games to win games. Yeah. The one time they had a real chance when they had Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, yeah. So, and, then, and that's what he's almost done with Miami, right? Like yep. He can have a terrible game, but once that fourth quarter and the, the game's on the line. Yep. And James Harden is that guy, too, that they can count on a guy to, to, to bring them to the finish line. I think it's a huge move, and I think it's great for Maxi and the other guys on the team. I... Might it be something three or four years from now, like the regret in the contract? Maybe, but I think they have a real chance to win a title before then, so I think you make the move. So how happy? Happy? Yes. Yeah, Very yeah, happy yeah. to have it all over with. Yes, I'm glad it's over with. Yes. Has, has Simmons debuted yet? Or No, he's not in basketball shape yet. Uh, the, the, of course he's not. <laughs> uh, the, the, the Nets play in Philly on March 10th. I guarantee you he's not playing in that oh, game. Well, okay. So I think you can look at whatever the next game is after that. This is the earliest possible debut. But that would make sense. There's no way he's playing March 10th in Philly. No way. And as of now, the Nets are on the outside of the playoffs. I believe so. They were on a when the trade happened. They were on like a 12 game losing streak. I believe they're if they're they're I believe they're on the outside unless I they've gotten hot. I would love to see that in the playoffs. Maybe a one eight if the Sixers can move up. And the I think the Nets will get. I think they'll get, they'll get in. Story. I think I think they'll get in. But especially if uh if uh New York relaxes some of their uh. COVID regulations and let's Kyrie play Kyrie in, at home. That would be huge for them. But all right, well, I knew that one would go a little long because that, that yep. was close to your uh, <laughs> your heart. But Ben Simmons finally going. All right, number three, the Olympics should have been a bigger story, but they're not. The ratings, worst ratings ever in the history of the Olympics. By a lot, like forty percent. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, you, we had talked about this before. USA never really does too well in the, the Winter, Winter Olympics, Olympics, and they don't have this. I mean, people in the U.S. don't really care about the those sports in the Winter Olympics. It's figure skating, sure. Snowboarding, we got Sean White is a big story, and Chloe Kim, and you have people interested. Well, that was really honestly events. that was actually when like the USA actually started to do better was when yep. we started to that get those because that <laughs> most of the medals for the, the US action. come from the action sports exactly and, and figure skating, and that's really mostly it. Yeah, and now we kind of even drop back. So, but I think we finished fifth with like twenty six yep. total medals, which I mean the medal count's not terrible, but still fifth. I mean that's about. Where they average, you know, they've had some seconds and thirds recently, you know, a couple years back. But for the most part, uh, not too exciting. And then the ratings showed it. Uh, I know you had said something about the streaming. Streaming is up. I think I think you're going to see some drastic change. They're going to have to have drastic changes with the way they present the Olympics. Because, you know, especially when you have these big time differences like we have when if the games are in Asia or somewhere, even in Europe. Where I remember like, you know, when I was a kid. Sure, the games were go- the events might have been going on overnight or when you know all throughout the day, but you didn't really know what was happening. You weren't seeing that's it. That's true. That's and true. And then when the eight o'clock broadcast comes on, they're showing you things that already happened, but it's new to you. So it was that's worth watching. Yeah. Now, I mean, you you already know the results. So you know I the watch. results. And now with all the different channels, the events are on live. I mean, you know, the curling match is on live at three a.m. If you really yeah. care, you could watch it then. 
So I think I think you're gonna that whole prime time Olympic show that used to get big ratings. I think that's a thing of the past. I don't think, you know, the yeah. only time it may be big is if is if it's a situation where the location it lines up that the time the event the big events are going live at eight o'clock nine o'clock at night. Okay, then I think you or if that, it's when you held it ratings, in the U.S. or something. Yeah, like, like in the that. U.S. Yeah. I think that'll be bigger ones when it's in L.A. in 2026 or whenever that is. Yep. I think you'll see better ratings there because you'll see the, the prime live events in prime time and people watch. Number two story, one that I, I hate talking about, but MLB lockout continues. Mm. Uh, it's looking uglier, uglier as the month progresses. I know they pushed back spring training now a second time. Hopefully, he, uh, Bryce Harper reported to Clearwater, though, so maybe he's ready to go, man. Hopefully, he knows something, right? You know, he, he's there. He's good. So that's, I mean, Phillies fan, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I mean, just it's, it's discouraging. I know they had meetings all week. It sounds like there was some progress on certain topics but it doesn't seem like they're talking about the big stuff they're talking about like the draft and little mm-hmm. things but they know that service time is the big one and, and some uh some of the money pool and stuff for the the you know the arbitrations and stuff like that and just in the minimum salary so it doesn't like that's the stuff that i think is going to hold it up and it doesn't seem like they're really even hopefully behind closed doors these discussions are happening to some level because they, they have to get a deal done they know that if they if they push the season back, I'm not talking a week, ten days, or anything like that. That fine. But if they're pushing, the, if if you're April first, the season's supposed to start, right? If you're hitting April first and there's no timeline to start in place, it's going to kill the sport. I mean, and yeah. both both sides have to know that they need to make a decision. I think they'll come to something. Yeah, I don't know what it's yeah, going to be, I mean, but they have to get something. It's just uh, I know Manfred showed up on Friday. Mm-hmm. And I think they said talk to Tony Clark first time they met face to face in two years. Um, but I think owners have said if they don't have a deal in place by what Monday, they're going to start canceling regular season yep, games. Yep, yeah, yeah. I mean, this Monday you're going to have to because it's a month away. Yeah, I mean April first. I mean what Tuesday's March first, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, as of what's today, the 26th that we're recording this, I mean, yeah. usually by now, pitchers and catchers have been there almost oh, yeah. 10 days. I uh, did see some reports that were saying they may be able to come to some sort of a quick agreement and start the season fast with expanded rosters and league-wide pitch limits for pitchers. No matter who you are, you can only throw a certain number of pitches a game. Still, it's bad for the fans. It so is bad. Oh, definitely know. bad. Yeah, they got to come up with something. And they, they have to know that. They have to know that. And all the revenue they lost due to COVID with the 2020 season being yeah, short. I doubt they and, want to do that again. And not having full capacities last year, probably in a lot of stadiums. They they need, they need can't do it. They cannot afford to do that. It just seems I was reading, like, some of the numbers when they look at, like, you know, what the baseball, what owner, you know, baseball is proposing in terms of um, salary, like, cap, like, the top before luxury taxes, and then what the players wanted to go up to, and it's just so different. Yep. I think, you know, like, MLB's, the first tier they want to push it up to or I think they're willing to push it up to around like two twenty six. But like they're like the the players want it to be like two two sixty or two yep. f- it's it's just so, so far, far far. They um, have to get they can get there fast, I think, but they have to start making serious progress. Yeah, I think players want minimum salaries to go up to almost nine hundred grand. Mm-hmm. You know, which is to me it'll change baseball because now you're you know, you're already you look at the amount that the younger players, the prospects, when they get cut, get caught up, make they're still making less than that. That's yep. like your minimum veteran salary, correct? Yeah. Yep. So you know this is going to encourage. Like we've already seen more and more the last few years, some of these like legit guys that would be on rosters 10, 20 years ago forever. You know now they sit out while you got these screwballs. Like my utility infielder is not going to be a veteran. 
Yeah. He's going to be some guy that should be playing in double A or triple A just because it's going to save me 800 grand. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you're a team that's in a tight financial situation or you're obviously rebuilding like the Orioles or something like that. Yeah, that is definitely an issue. You know, now you got legit legit major league talented players that just aren't getting jobs. Mm -hmm. So I I don't know. I think it works against them too. We'll see. Hopefully they all come up with something that's going to work. But I I just, you know, I know I I like baseball to me still classic. uh, My favorite sport. I know the season's long, but they cannot afford a a lockout. They got to get, they got to get playing. And I know a lot of people like the shortened season with the COVID, like that like 60 to 70 game sprint. I get the excitement of it, but something about baseball and the long schedule, I know that's what hurts sometimes for fans, but I think that's also what adds to the beauty of it. Like usually the better teams, you know, yeah. you could have a hot half or a hot two months, but usually at the end, the better teams, and I'm not talking about the richest or the highest mm-hmm. payroll, but the actual better teams usually um, surface. Yeah. I think you could knock it down to 140, something like that, yeah. 150. But, yeah, I don't think you go too much shorter than that. All right. And uh, my number one story, I mean, honestly, could there be a bigger story, Toph? <laughs> could there be a bigger story for the month? It started off February 1st, too, so we've been sitting on it all damn month long. Tom Brady, the GOAT, TB12. Retiring or is he? Is he uh, I you know I'm not 100 percent sure we're not going to see him play again. Uh, it seems crazy to think he could you know come back in a year or two. Or Gronk said that he thinks he will retire and come back at 50 for a season. Oh, like the mini Minoso kind of. Just to show he can play at 50. <laughs> the thing is, Tom Brady's not, at this point in Tom Brady's career, he's not going to play a season if he doesn't legitimately think he can win a Super Bowl that season. Yeah. And I think that's what I don't think he. I think he looks at the Tampa Bay roster right now and says we can't win next year. That's yeah. why I'm not playing. Well, they're going to lose a lot of talent. Yeah. I think right. They that's some. And they'd already lost some talent from the year before. Yeah. You know, and they have a lot of young defensive players that are going to need to be signed. Yep. They're not going to be able to afford to now with him gone now maybe and if. Gronk moves on and yep, yep. you know, Brown moves on. Like they're gonna have all of a sudden a little bit of money opened up with those three at least. You know, that's kinda like the little Brady crew, right? Antonio Brown, yep. Gronk, and Brady. That's that's probably gonna free up close to what, thirty to forty million dollars. Yep. Yep. Some of the million? defensive guys they'll, they'll, So they'll, they might keep some guys out. <laughs> they might, they might. But So I, Tampa, you might be better off with Tom Brady retiring not from not a talent that. standpoint. No. No, no one's ever better off. Well, and there's not it's not like you could make an argument if if Tom Brady left and you were in a position to dra- to draft a top young quarterback that was a legit prospect and have him come in as a rookie salary, you might say you might actually be better yeah. off. But that guy, this year there's no good quarterbacks in the draft. Tampa's going to have Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota or Carson Wentz or somebody playing quarterback next year. And, uh, you know, I don't care what anyone says if uh, A.B. did actually remember he was A.B. and uh, Godwin didn't get hurt, I'm telling you, like, Brady would have been there again. Sorry. It, Sorry, but hate to be a believer against I, I just that dude until he uh until he doesn't do it, which he didn't. Yeah, but yeah. you know, they didn't have the talent out there, like you said, this year that he's had um, yeah, injuries in the running game and just they were not. I was really hoping for a third Hall of Fame career. <laughs> I mean the dude's definitely put up two and I mean yeah. the first ten years and second ten years I was really hoping to have like, man, anybody get this other uh five or six yeah. year window where it's couple Super Bowls in there. I mean, the guy's incredible. I don't think there's any debate anymore. I mean, remember for a while it was kind of like, well, you still had a lot of people like Montana or Marine, you know, stats you got Marine. Still have, but yeah. the dude's got it all now. I mean, you can't say Peyton over him. You can't no. say Elway. 
it's a different era, so I get the Montana. Like, Montana was king, and he had the champions. I mean, Montana was Brady before Brady. Yeah. But... Yeah, when you go back, I mean, you still have people that swear that John Unitas was the best quarterback of all time. Yeah, you can't really you can't, you can't really compare them. You know, I don't know, but it's hard to say Brady's not number one. It's I, a little unfair the way the I mean, literally the way the NFL works. I mean, and I guess NBA kind of is this way too with the championships with stars. But you know, you only hear about it really with quarterbacks in the NFL. It's, it's, and I get it, like they're the, the, the guy yeah. that holds the ball the most and distributes it. But the NBA is the second where NBA stars. You know, you will always hear people talking about Barkley and Malone not winning. Like, so it is does matter there too. Yeah. But yeah, for quarterbacks, definitely, especially when you get to be like Brady or Rogers and some of these let breeze. They're not. They have that established power too. Like they're not going to put themselves in situations where they can't win. Yeah. So, especially you see that more and more now. That's why I think you start to see Russell Wilson start to look at, like, well, am I going to be in Seattle still, or do I need to go somewhere where I can win? Yep. You know, And yep. it's not that you can't win in Seattle, but there's better places that you may be able to win. And I think these guys, when they become, you know, guys you know that are going to be Hall of Famers, they're not going to go to, uh, you know, a place. They're not going to, well, Miami, I'd say. But they're not going somewhere they're not going to win. They're going to no. go somewhere. The, you have, Tom I mean, Brady could go to Miami and win. Well, yeah, you have you, can't, you know you occasionally will have your guys like Drew Brees. Who Drew Brees was not going to play anywhere but the Saints. He was going to finish his career there, you know. Yeah. And you'll have some guys like that, but for the most part, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, Rogers will be a big story this month coming up in March. I, I think, think he's staying. We'll say. I think he's staying. Think so I think so. All right. So to me, though, if that's the big stories of the month, um, yeah. you know, thing, you know, it'll be interesting to see where some of these lead going forward, but. Mm-hmm. Pretty active month, but also kind of a disappointing month, I think, overall. You know, I'm heartbroken still with Brady retiring. I'm not, wasn't a big Patriots fan, not that, but I just always have been a Brady fan. I love the underdog. I love the late round draft pick, the guy that comes in and ends up being the beast. And every time someone tells him it's over, he's done, he just finds a way. Mm-hmm. So, sad month, I think, overall for that. But a lot of just bad stories this yeah, month. I'm just hoping that when we do the March podcast we're not talking about the baseball lockout anymore yes I agree hopefully, hopefully we're talking about a... previewing the season in some sort of way alright now we're going to go into uh, t- top 10 or at least 10 interesting pop culture things that happened this month uh, it's going to be some interesting uh I'm curious Categories to see what here. we got. It's going to be a little, a little out is, of touch to this month. This is going to be all over the place. I will tell you that right now. So we're going to start with number 10, a kind of the crazy story for the uh, for the month. Snakes on a Plane. It what? Ha- it like, happened. The movie? No, it actually happened. Snakes on a Plane. Oh. Uh, There's an Air Asia flight that was flying within Malaysia from Kuala Lumpur to Taiwan. And they had to make an emergency landing because passengers saw a snake in the lights on the top of the plane. Just crawling like around the, like the cabin, in, like inside the cabin, there was actually snakes on the plane. I don't know if anybody said somebody get these snakes <laughs> off my plane, but snakes on a plane. Was happened. Sam Jackson on there? I did it's not been confirmed. He may have been. Maybe this is maybe this is just publicity for snakes on a plane too. That would be funny. That would be funny. But yeah, snakes on a plane. It somebody can, better get. <laughs> it can happen. At least in Malaysia, it definitely happened. Number nine story. Um, now, I've not seen this, but we're going to talk about a new movie that came out that just blows my mind that it came out is Jackass Forever. Okay. How I, feel, is, I feel like they made that already. I but. feel like, how is, first of all, I can't believe Jackass is still relevant. Yeah. To, to make it. It had movie. a lot of people going to see it and a lot of people talking positively about it. It did. It's, got, it's been, it's uh, the Rotten Tomato score 90%. 
I have not seen it. It actually, from all the reviews, it makes me want to see it, but I still. I, I will probably. I mean, you got I, Johnny Knoxville, Steve O, Wee Man, Chris Pontius, Dave England, all the classic guys are yeah, there. No Bam. No Bam. Had some falling out. Yep. You got some guests on there, such, such as Rob Deerdeck, Eric Andre, PK Subban, MGK, Tyler the Creator. So they got some celebrities going. But, I mean, is it me? Or I thought, I mean, didn't they just do, like, their whole, like, last hurrah, jackass, like, like, five it was years a, ago? I feel like it was five to ten years ago. I feel like it was a while ago. And it was like, this is the end of it. And then it's, they're back again. They're back again. I was, just hope this is the end, though. Like, they, they're getting old. It was for, it was number one in the box office, $23.5 million. They're going to have to make more. I mean. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, maybe they maybe they can groom some replacements. Some, like, some younger guys. I, mean, I, saw, but, I saw some clips, obviously, and I saw. An interview with Knoxville where he said this, like he was legitimately hurt worse. He has to in be some of the stunts yeah. this time around than he's ever been his whole life to where, like brain damage. Like they, they yeah, it, it just blows my mind that it's still that there was a new Jackass movie in 2021 and it was successful. 2022, 2022, yes. So number eight, this is a random story, but I was looking through uh, something and apparently the hot new celebrity baby name. Okay. Appears to be Wolf. 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 We have Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner just had their son Wolf Jacques Webster. Okay. And then Eve and Maximilian Cooper had Wild Wolf Cooper. Wild Wolf. Wild Wolf, which is kind of a cool name, but apparently Wolf is the name right now. I don't know. That's don't know how crazy. I feel about that. And who is it that did this? It was uh, Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner. Okay. And then Eve and um, Maximilian Cooper okay. was her husband. Okay. But like I Eve, wonder, Eve, like Rough Riders. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. I, I I wonder how many random actual like non celebrity people used wolf. Wolf. I mean, it's. I mean, not. It's as far as off the wall names go. It's definitely not the worst. Yeah. But yeah, wolf. Tiger. Tiger. <laughs> All right. So number seven here. This is something interesting. I want to I want to kind of talk about that's starting in March, but it's they're hyping up for it now. It's TV related. New TV show American Song Contest is coming out. Okay. So I don't know. American Song Contest. I don't know if you're familiar with Eurovision. No. But so Eurovision is a show that started in 1956. And basically the premise is each country puts up a new artist and song. Okay. That competes, and it was the first. It was against the, the world. Against the world, and a country wins. It was the it was the launch pad for ABBA, Celine Dion, Julio oh, Iglesias, wow. Olivia Newton-John. A lot of them broke out winning. You know, there's been countless number one songs that were debuted and created for Eurovision. Okay. So when did, trying, that, when did that end? Was that it's still going? It's still actually. So it's actually from '56 yep, like, yep. till now. It's been. Yeah, the big Eurovision news now is they've kicked Russia out of this year's Eurovision. They're not allowing them to compete. Wow. But so it's a big thing. They're starting in March. It's being hosted by Snoop Dogg and Kelly Clarkson. Okay. And the, the premise is that each state is going to put up an, an uh, artist So it's going to be a, a U.S. thing. It's going to be all the U.S. premise of it, but every state, it's state first state. Yes, and it's head-to-head tournament. It's like March Madness. like two face-off and you advance. And that's yeah, how it's like, so. just got network or, network or, I, uh, or I streaming. Do. I think it's uh, NBC. I'm not, I can't be quoted. Don't quote me on that. But it's major network. My question is, Eurovision works kind of from an Olympic style, right? You're supporting your country. You yeah. want to win. I don't know that that's going to translate state by state. state, by yeah, state. you're like, going to really might, like root. Hey, we're Maryland. Like, I might, yeah, you might, you might, you might watch it and be like, like, man, this guy, this Texas guy is awesome, or this yeah. guy, you know. So I'm curious. Still, it could still be very successful just from that standpoint. But I'm I'm curious to see how this goes because it's such a big thing internationally. Yeah, that you know, and, I definitely and, think the bigger states would have the advantage. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Like, 
Yeah, your California, I'm sure, is going to have somebody great in Texas, and you know. But now, is this supposed to like debut? Yeah, it come, I think believe it. It starts in March. I don't know the exact date, but it's going to come out in March. I think early. I think it's maybe even next week. So I'm wow. definitely curious to see kind of what happens from this. I thought that was interesting. Uh, so more to come there. That's yeah. interesting. That's, that could be fun. And yeah. it's just singing. Yeah, just singing. But it can be. I mean, I I believe there's no. It could be a rapper. It could be a country group. It could, it could be, be a rock. Band. It could be a songwriter. Like. I think it's pretty wide open. It could be, and I don't know the process of how they determine who represents the state. Still going by the title of. It's going to be called American Song Contest. Oh, American Song Contest. Yep. He said that. Yep. All right. Number six, going to go with a another kind of future, but a, a new a movie trailer that came out. Have you seen the new Jurassic World Dominion trailer? I saw some of it. It's like supposed Insane. to go back, right? And no, like it's future, whole... and the dinosaurs just live in the, in the world. No, but doesn't it like shout? Like, isn't uh, some of the original oh, yes. characters? It's all the original. I mean, you have Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard, but then you also have Laura Dern, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, yeah, the they're all in it. They're bringing everybody back. The whole premise, though, I guess, is that the dinosaurs got out, and it's yeah, they're, they're now taking over the world. You're walking down the street, and there's dinosaurs everywhere. Like, I'm I'm definitely intrigued. I mean, I'm, I I like the Jurassic World, the new kind of series. I, I, I've been a big fan of the you know Jurassic Park. Obviously, when we were younger, yep. it was classic, and they were fun to watch. But I, I have been a big fan of the series of the Jurassic World series. I've enjoyed watching them all several times. I mean, honestly, yeah, if I'm yeah. being honest, I've watched them all multiple times, and I think they're good. And Chris Pratt's he's always entertaining yeah. And the, yeah I think I think because the first Jurassic Park was great and then they kind of fell off with the second and third but I think they yeah. came back really good with the new series and I'm definitely interested in Dominion and the whole idea of the dinosaurs just being yeah. out in the world is intriguing well that kind of I think happened at the end of the last one they broke free but yeah, they, they were selling actually, them in the like they were auctioning them all for yeah. it and then yeah and then blue and then mm-hmm. a few of them got out and then they all got out and you know we'll have to see where that goes but it's definitely been a good franchise I, I you know this does seem like it is the wrap up yeah uh, I feel like this may be the, the they may be closing up with this because after after this what can you do right yeah and usually it is I mean it is fun when you see the the originals especially with cast like join the you know the end yeah um, bring it yeah kind of close up you bring back all the the classic members yeah, of the show which is that, that definitely is great. seems like a wrap up yeah all right what num- else we got what else we got number, halfway through number five yes yeah, so number five here we're going to talk about your boy Nick Cannon. Oh, no. So, Nick Cannon, he's now about to have his eighth kid. Okay. And seven of them have been since 2016. He likes, he likes and having kids. And he has two with Mariah Carey, two with Brittany Bell, two with Abby De La Rosa, one with Alyssa Scott. And now he's expecting a kid with Brie Tayesi, who is Johnny Manziel's wife. Currently being divorced from Johnny Manziel. Oh wow! Okay, I didn't so Johnny Manziel's ex-wife is now with Nick Cannon, and the funny part is always this, like kind of stealing stealing chicks. Isn't he, I think so. I, yeah, he, I mean, and the kind of the funny part with this is he came home one day after after this news came out, and he had a gift someone sent him a vending machine full of condoms. And <laughs> the, he had, legit, this legit, happened. Legit, this happened, and he was fairly uh, his. His uh, the baby mom. I don't know what their relationship status is, but she was very upset about this. He was kind of upset about it. Was trying to find out who did it. Did they find out? They did. It's Kevin Hart. Oh no! So now, the, so okay. now the Cannon thinks it's hilarious. Now he knows it's now Kevin it's Hart. Funny now Kevin, it's funny because Kevin Hart can Hart. never do wrong. Like that guy, no matter what he does, he always gets off the hook. I love Kevin Hart. I mean, part of it's his crazy filliness and yes. the whole. Like my favorite Kevin Hart of all time is when he was drunk at the Super Bowl trying yeah. to get on stage. Oh, I mean, yeah. that was hilarious. But but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Though. Like he could go on. Live, I mean, didn't he drop f bombs or something on live TV oh, yeah. too? Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, would that happen? But he was drunk. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, 
The dude, I think if you can, if you're little and funny, everyone loves you. I think so. You got everybody, everybody roots for the for the underdog. Yeah, you know. It was like it's the opposite of my big poppy. Where as long you can be on steroids, if you're big and funny, people don't mind. If and if you're little and funny, you can get away with lots of stuff yeah, exactly. too. So you maybe you just need to be funny. Uh, I think that is the key. If you're funny, you can do whatever you want. But yeah, Nick Cannon, Kevin Hart, it's crazy. That's funny that it was Kevin Hart. It's funny. Like, how did they? Did you, do you know how they caught him? Or? I think Kevin Hart finally. Came, I, I think just as, as Nick Cannon was getting kind of upset about it and trying to find out, Kevin Hart was like, "All right, it was I got you." Yes. <laughs> and Kevin Hart knew he was funny because he took one for the Kevin team, Hart. though. Like, what if he knows? Like, I could get away with it. I'll just take one for the team. Uh, I'll that, say I did it. I feel like something Kevin Hart would do, though. Yeah. I feel like you know. Yeah. I feel I'm, I'm buying that Kevin Hart was behind this. Seems right. like something he would do for sure. So that was a little lighthearted. So number four here, it's going to be a little bit of a, a sadder moment here. We're going to talk about uh, a few celebrities that passed away in in February. Pour some out. Yeah, but I got four people here that that I want to highlight. I know there are plenty of others. I'm you know I'm sure I'm missing some people, but yeah. four that kind of stuck out to me. The one was Sidney Poitier. It was you know it was ninety four sure. ninety four years old. You know, guess who's coming to dinner? Poor Gene Best, Raising the Sun, lots of movies. I mean. He's a legend. Trendsetter. Groundbreaker. Yes. Yep, definitely groundbreaker. Like, you know, definitely well-respected. Number two, got to go with Bob Saget. Yeah. You know, sad story. You know, obviously, known for Full House and America's Funniest Videos and How I Met Your Mother. He was 65. You know, the thing that's crazy with that is I think the sad thing is everyone's first reaction with that was, uh, especially when it was in a hotel, was like, yep. oh, it's going to be drugs or this or that. or Nope. He, had, he hit his head, had a concussion, went to sleep, and though it, it, I mean, there's real danger there. You, know, you have to be careful with that. something like, you know, when people have talked a lot about, but you don't always realize it mm-hmm. happens. And that's sad. And a side note about, about Bob Saget that people may not know a lot that he, he was a, he was a, he was a Philly guy. He went to Temple. I did not know that. Huge was he Eagles really? fan. Huge Eagles fan. I actually have a whatever every year was they put out those fans of the game. I have a Bob Saget Eagles card. Check that, that out. It's not an auto. He did not have an auto in that set, unfortunately. But Bob Saget was a big big Eagles fan. He was a Philly guy. Third guy I want to point out is Meatloaf. Yes, Meatloaf. So he was seventy four. You know, obviously known for. The Bad Out of Hell album, I Do Anything for Love, and plus being in Fight Club, Rocky Heart Picture Show, Fight you know, Club. actor. Like, I mean, it's just, just sad. Yeah, and, I know it was. I mean, he his health had really went down fast, too, yep. like the last bit. So it was sad to see that. And then the other one I want to point out, the, the, the breaking news just from about a day or two ago, was Mark Lanigan of Screaming Trees and Mad Season. Yeah. Uh, he was only 57. A lot of solo artists, a guy that, a lot of solo albums. The guy that's name might not be super familiar to everybody, but he's influenced so many musicians, so many yeah, I saw big a lot of stars. Posting stuff and talking about it, like artists. I mean, at the at the time, if you go back to the you know to the '90s when you know your Soundgarden, Nirvana, Pearl Jam were all coming up in Seattle. I mean, he was as respected locally as any of them. He was one of the the, the big guys, and then his band Screaming Trees maybe considered kind of one hit wonder, but. They, they, you know, they were very influential. He was in Mad Season with Lane Staley and Mike McCready, you know, Queens of the Stone Age. Just, I mean, very respected guy who's been, who was making music up to the, you know, up till recently. So it's always sad, you know, the older we get, you know, when we see some of this stuff happen and people, obviously it's just part of life, you Mm -hmm. know, but it just, it's crazy as we get older and it just becomes more and more people that we actually grew up with yep. watching or listening. Or yeah, being you, a Bob Saget, Meatloaf, Screaming Trees. These are all yeah. like, I mean, Sydney Cordier was a little before our yep. time, but we still, you know, a lot of like anyone we know, our generation, Denzel and other people, they'll tell you how much he, he meant flew, and yep. influenced him. Mm-hmm. Them. Um, so it's just pretty crazy. 
All right, so number three, cheer gonna, me up, cheer me up, but cheer me you up, up, man. Let's go with some some music here, some some new albums that came out this month. I'm gonna focus on two that maybe aren't the biggest albums of the month, but they're ones that mean a lot to me. Okay, one is Eddie Vedder's solo album Earthling. All right, uh, the, there's a lot of hype around that. There's too. a lot there's of a hype lot about of... that. He had an Elton John feature on there in a song a song called Picture. Um, it's had big success globally. Hasn't really charted in the U.S. Hasn't really hit, but I thought it was interesting because. Most of Eddie Vedder's solo stuff he's done before has always been a little strange and outside mm-hmm. the box. I mean, he had the ukulele songs, whole album with ukuleles. He does <laughs> a lot of soundtrack stuff, a lot of experimental. This is more of a straight rock album. Like, I'm not going to say it sounds like Pearl Jam per se, did, but. Did I see something? Because I remember a couple years ago, I told you he reminded me of someone as he's getting older. And did I see he did something with Springsteen this month? Or there I was. I think a they sit did. Down they did, yes. They are very. Kind of, they are good friends, and they do communicate a lot. I don't think they ever actually really collaborated. Yeah, I feel like I saw there was something they were doing like this month together, either on like a show or something where it was like maybe a storytelling type thing. I think you're right. I believe I saw something about a collaboration between the two in some sort of way. Eddie Vedder, just I still like the older he gets, and I feel like he's becoming more of a storyteller than just a definitely. rocker. Um, there so. definitely are a lot of comparisons, and, and you know, Eddie Vedder definitely. Is influenced by Springsteen, especially more recently, I think, than some of the well, earlier Springsteen stuff. Springsteen was the same way too. I mean, like he always had like content and you know stuff behind his lyrics. But as he got older, he was more of a storyteller too. And yep. I think they kind of parallel a lot that way. I can definitely see that. The other album is uh, Frank Turner's FTHC came out. Yep. Uh, it was his. It, it hit number one in the UK. It was his first UK number one oh, album. Wow, that's awesome. And he would he he dethroned Ed Sheeran, who had been up there for like fifteen weeks at the number oh, one spot, and knocked him out. So he's making moves. So yeah, uh, not long. His will stay at number one, but still, you know, that's big news though. That's big, big for him. And, and you know, I mean, he's always been. He's popular. never really ranked charted in the U.S. the way no. he charts. I mean, I, obvious reasons. He's not from here. You know, yes, but, but yeah, he never fully. He's he definitely has a strong U.S. following, but has never hasn't really called him like he has. In yeah. England, yeah. and that's I guess somewhat to be expected. But he did announce his uh, U.S. Tour. It's like fifty states in thirty days or something, where he's doing a lot of like back to back. Like I think even it goes I think the end of May through the middle of June, July. Yeah, he's so. playing in every state, and he's doing like it's 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 definitely an aggressive thing. He's like, for instance, he's playing in Maryland on a Saturday night. Yep. Then he's doing like a two p.m. solo acoustic show in Delaware on Sunday mm-hmm. and then playing Philly sun, um, Sunday night. Like, he's doing, it's like yeah. it's like 50 shows in 30 days. Like, it's crazy. He's hard worker, man. I mean, he, he actually, I mean, tour, yeah. he talks all the time about how many shows he's done. Right? Yeah, like, I, I, think, I always run, has that running count when you yeah. go see him. I'll tell you, this is show number 2,000, whatever it is. Like, yeah. it's, you know, crazy. It's crazy to think, uh, think how, how, but I mean, he's a hard worker, though. And, I mean, you know, but, he loves what he does. Yeah, and it shows that you can be, you can have a successful music career without being a number one artist. I mean, you, you have to put in the work and do the touring and do all the things, but I mean, it's definitely worked out well for him. Yep, absolutely. And if you haven't listened to him, check him out. Definitely I check out, yes, definitely. Tove tried to put me onto him for a couple of years, and I was always like, I'll get around to it, I'll get around to it. <laughs> finally did, and I said, yeah, it's, uh, can't, can't get enough now. Yeah, definitely check, check out Frank Turner if you have not. So good list, good stuff, uh, you know. So number two, we're sticking with music. We're going to talk a little bit about the Kanye West Billie Eilish beef. All right, I don't know about to see this. So there's not so uh, kind of a little background. I, I'm, most people are probably familiar with uh, Travis Scott and Astro World and how mm-hmm. you know had, the, had that tragedy where I believe eight people died in the stampede at the, at the um, concert and. Yep. A lot of people, you know, a lot of blame is falling on Travis Scott. I mean, he organized the event. He was performing when it happened. He's taking a lot of heat for that. Yeah. And that's a whole other debate of how much, you know, how much it was his responsibility. Not that's a whole other topic. 
So Billie Eilish was recently performing in Atlanta, and there was an audience member that fell to the ground and couldn't breathe. And she stopped the show, and she said, we're taking care of our people, hold on, I wait for people to be okay before I keep going. So taking a shot, basically. So, but this kind of, but I mean, that's not a direct, I mean, there's a little bit of maybe of a shot there, but it's not like she called him out, it's yeah. not like, you know. And anyway, Kanye was very upset about it. Billy Eilish and Kanye are both headlining Coachella. Kanye is threatening to pull out if she won't if she doesn't apologize to Travis Scott. Oh wow! So, and her response was that she literally never said a thing about Travis Scott. Was just helping the fan. Like yeah. she's not refusing to apologize. Could have say I could have meant that towards any situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely. I mean, I, you know, it's kind of another step in Kanye. Kind of. I don't know where Kanye is going. The whole he's Super Bowl, it. he's pushing that, it. That whole thing he wore at the Super Bowl where you couldn't see his face and his yeah. eyes were kind of—I—I I, I don't know. But Kanye's I feel like uh, off, 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 off his. Uh, he's crazy. Yeah, I'm curious <laughs> to see if he For actually pulls out of Coachella. I, you know, this doesn't sound like Billy Eilish is going to apologize, and I don't know that she should, truthfully. But but what kinda, has uh, Travis Scott said anything? About no, this? he's not Travis Scott. From everything that I've heard, he's been kind of laying low. He's like, he's like. So Kanye's just jumping in it for yes, him. Yeah, regardless of Travis Scott's level of responsibility, and it seems like he is taking this seriously. Like, it yeah. is impacting. Like, he's well, not. Well, he's got to from his end for his situation. Yep. I just didn't know from the oh, I don't think, beef yeah. standpoint if he's like. Uh, uh, I don't know if he cares about what Billy Eyes is. Yeah, it probably this, doesn't really matter. Yeah, I, mean, this, he's got I think it's just things. Kanye being Kanye. Stirring the pot. Yep, that's what he does. He's, he Kanye does. I, what you can't. What you have to say about Kanye is he finds a way to be in the news all the time, no matter what. He does. He's never like. I guarantee he, this is not the last time he's going to be on this top ten list. I guarantee you that. <laughs> He'll do something else for sure. And number one, I think the one thing we have to kind of close it out with. It kind of goes back to something that we talked about briefly in your list has to be the Super Bowl halftime show. Okay. I mean, I think that was. Just a very interesting, interesting halftime show. I mean, you got a lot of publicity. You have Dr. Dre, Snoop, Fifty Cent, Mary J, Kendrick Lamar, Eminem. Kind of thought there was going to be a Tupac hologram. Yeah, but we, it it's funny because I had actually like we didn't watch it together, but I actually had said the same thing to my wife. And when you texted <laughs> and then, that, yep. she was just like, "Ryan just said that too." Like I, I, I was waiting for it. I was worried my mind's going to be blown. Tupac's going to pop out it any was, minute yep. now. I think what's int- I think so. There's a couple interesting things about this halftime show. I think you had you had a lot of complaints that people said it was too violent, too sexual. I don't know that. I mean, watching as a fan of most of those artists, it didn't really come across that way to me. I know Mary J. Blige is taking a lot of heat. I don't really. It's s- really different because the thing is, the Super Bowl has always their halftime shows. At least, I mean, especially since uh, the Janet Jackson mm-hmm. and Justin thing, they've been very conservative. Yes. Um, they definitely have played to an older audience for a long time, but that's kind of well, that, half of what they're trying to get out of. Well, right? that kind of leads me into my second point. If you think about it, the Super Bowl halftime show generally is booked, planned, uh, conceived by... 40 year old white dudes. Yeah. And that's why it's always been, it's always been that, oh, they bring Paul McCartney, the who, well, but you the, too. But now, these 40 to 50 year old guys, this is, they drink well, Snoop is what they I mean, like. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the NFL, after all the, like some of the concessions and some of the stuff they made a couple years ago, didn't they, didn't they partner with like Jay-Z or something to like kind yes, of start? they did. And they uh, did try, I mean. On some kind of council or group to kind of like, be a little bit more modernized and uh, yes. cultural. 
Um, and they, I mean, was it was it last year or the year before they had the weekend? I mean, they yeah. have tried to reach a little bit of younger. But you're 100 right though. Like for our generation, to, like for like 44, 43, for anyone in our generation, like this is these aren't like there's kids and I've seen a lot of memes and little mm-hmm. things joking where it's like you know 15 year olds to 18 year olds looking at their parents like what the hell yeah because <laughs> this isn't even what they listen yeah this it's isn't not, what they listen no. to either I mean, even Kendrick Lamar is like 34 yeah it's not even like I mean he was the younger artist they brought in it was a little more relevant maybe today but even but he appeals to more hip hop heads and yeah. people our age than he does yes the younger, you know, the you know, the mm. younger, uh, his style and his sound is more what we're accustomed to than some of the younger, younger generation. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I mean, it was. I, I was really entertained. I, I loved it. Um, I understand why a lot of people are scratching their heads too, though. Um, yes, but I thought. I mean, the first of all, just the, I thought the production value was awesome. Just yeah. the whole set, the whole everything they did. Just like I thought, they did a great job with it. I my main complaint is that you had too many people that had too many hits. So yeah. like I kind of yeah. How do you get it all in I there? I kind of would have preferred it. half the artists and a little more songs from each of the artists. But yeah, I, I thought Mary J killed it. I Mary J was, was awesome. You know, a big highlight. I didn't remember Fifty being advertised. He was. Yeah, I think he was a surprise guest. Just they, popped in upside down. Yeah, and, they like Dre, Snoop, Mary J, Kendrick, and Eminem were on all the all the press. Yeah. Fifty, I don't believe was advertised. I think he was just. Dropping out of here, <laughs> yeah, just showing up. <laughs> now it was it was definitely good. I was entertained. I, I definitely I'm curious what you know the the older audience. They're probably like you know it's funny because as yeah. you get older and older, you know, um, like I'm sure our parents, you know, when we were listening to the rap and hip hop when we were in our you know teens and twenties, they're like, "What are you listening to?" That wasn't around when I was younger, you know, yeah, and stuff like that. But now, like you said, we we're older and we're adults now with children and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Not me, but you know, mm-hmm. in general. But it's just, you know, we did grow up listening to this stuff, so you know, this hits home for us. That we're we're gonna rock out to it. Yeah. But I'm just curious what the younger and the older think when they're like, "It's True. really like it's really." They had to be aiming for our wheel, our, yeah, our yes. age, yeah. our, that, yeah. that thirty-eight to forty-eight type. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, more so than I think any of their other ones. So I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll see if it did what they wanted it to do. We'll see what they do going forward. Yeah, but, I think a big the big show will be, uh, you know, who, who they have next year. Is it something? exactly? I'm curious. Similar? Is it a complete? Do they go younger? Do they go older? You know, because it usually seems they react right. Yep. Like whatever the reviews on. Oh, the yeah. one year is they usually go extreme the next year one way or the other. Yep, yep. So maybe we'll get some like country next year. <laughs> yeah, would not would Who not knows. be surprised. Or so that didn't go over well. Or or they'll bring back Paul McCartney again. Yeah. Yep. Still, well, still Prince still probably has the best halftime show, but that was awesome. Yeah, I, I don't know which ones do you think were your worst. What, I mean. Do you have any any that stand out that you're like that was pretty terrible? I, they're all usually like they're so legit. The artists are always so legit. It's always hard to say it's bad yeah, unless yeah. you don't like the artist. I think the I think the weekend tried to be too high concept and make it a video. Yeah, and I think his performance was weird. It was a little confusing. Wasn't it like in like a he like was like running lit, around backstage showing stuff. Room, yeah. Like it's like a maze or yeah. something. I get like what he was going for, but I don't know that the the Super Bowl was the place for that. But I don't know that it was a bad performance. 
Yeah, well, I understand too. The other thing I think that played into this year too is, I mean, you're in LA as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the, I mean, the, I think that's something they didn't touch the on. But you're in yeah. LA, so you got you know Dre. That was your Dre, Snoop, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. That was LA. Yeah, and Eminem's so tightly connected yeah. on Fifty, and 50 you know, by yeah. default. Like, so I mean, most of the I don't know Mary's not. No, she's, she's New, New York, York too. Yeah. So I mean, but she's just Mary. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Can put her anywhere, she's gonna be awesome. So I don't know. I I was entertained. I liked it. Uh, yep. More of that, please. Yep, I agree. So those are my the the top ten kind of pop pop culture moments of the month that kind of caught my eye. Yep, definitely some good stuff. A little bit all over the place, but you know that's that's kind of how it's going to be. Kind of how it is these days, right? Mm-hmm. All right, that's good stuff, good. Tove. Good stuff. All right. <laughs> All right, so kind of playing off your uh, your halftime show and kind of going a little back mm-hmm. in history a little bit. So we're gonna do a. This is gonna be a, a monthly segment for us where we flash back and we rewind and we take a little journey back in time, right, Tove? Yeah, thirty years ago, I believe. Yeah, thirty years. We're gonna dig into the archives, a little Ryan and Tove's excellent adventure. Hop back in that. Phone booth? No, that's a movie. No. <laughs> so, we're talking 1992, right? Yeah, we're going 92. February of 92, 30 so, years ago. Let's just set this real quick. I believe we were in 8th grade then, probably. Yeah, sounds right. Based I, on I my would, math. So, just think back then. 8th grade selves in February 1992. Which Man. is crazy, because a lot of these things that happen, we're going to list 10 things that happened in February of 92. They, they seem like forever ago, but also just not like that long ago but it's weird mm-hmm. so alright we're just going to jump right into it one of the things that happened in February of 92 these aren't in any particular order by the mm-hmm. way these are just like top, top moments yeah, of the month Magic Johnson returns to the NBA and wins MVP of the All-Star Game uh, th- I remember that was a huge moment a huge story I mean Magic Johnson just the whole Magic Johnson in general yeah, just put it in the face was huge yeah. huge and then to come back after not playing any that year, right? No, yeah, he, I think he got voted the All Star Game just because he was Matthew Johnson and he played won the won the MVP. Just crazy. Yeah, and I mean he he kind of was the face of that whole situation with AIDS and everything, yeah. HIV and yeah. everything that came out because I mean I guess HIV positive was never AIDS, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But before him, you know, everybody thought you could only get it if you were gay or doing drugs, you know, yeah. and then you had magic. And now he's still alive. He's still yeah. kicking. Yeah. Got the cure. Yeah, that's all another. That'll, that'll be on the conspiracy theory podcast. Oh, yes. Now, so moving on. Uh, you know, I'm not a big hockey guy, but I know uh, Ray Bork is a legend. all-time legend. Legend. And in uh, February '92, he became the third defenseman in the history to get a thousand points. Tof, tell me how impressive that is. It's impressive. I also am not a huge hockey fan either, but to get a thousand points for from a defenseman, obviously, he was only the third guy to do it in. You know, in the history of the NHL at that point, I mean. But is that like a lot of assists, basically? Probably a lot of assists, I would say yes, but still. All right. So moving on. So we have Ross Perot. Oh, man. That guy. He announced he was running for president in February of 92. I mean, definitely the last and only, like, valid third-party candidate that we've seen. I mean, I feel like the time is right for there to be another one at some point, but it's just interesting that he, he... 
really did impact the election was irrelevant. I mean, he was on the debates of an irrelevant third-party candidate. It's crazy to think about. Definitely, definitely true. So, here, all right, we got another one happening here. This is kind of like, you know, a little ahead of its time, uh, but Cops aired its 100th episode, um, you know, really groundbreaking for reality TV and really where it would have went and where it did go, like, you know, at the time, it was the only one of the only shows around. If the only show, right? At that, well, yeah. I mean, they probably if you're talking about oh, having hundred episodes, this is probably around when when the real world started around this that same kind of time. Probably, yeah. And they, those two are basically like the groundbreakers yeah. for reality television. Right? I will say, I never really got into cops. Never, I yeah. can't say I have I, I mean, I I watched my share of episodes, sure, but it just never really, uh, never really caught me. But theme song, great you got to hear the theme song, great and then song. and then you move on. Yep, you know, just kind of. See if there's any anybody freaking out on there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, another one. Uh, big month. February is a big month for Dana Carvey. We already talked about Ross Perot, right? So Saturday Night Live, you know, there's some stuff coming there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wayne's World. Wayne's World debuted in oh. the movie theater in February of '92. Wayne's World's great. I actually watched it probably about a month ago, maybe two months ago, but recently we watched it, and it's still. I mean, I'm not gonna say every scene up. holds it up. Held, it holds up. It does. I'm not gonna say. I mean, there are a few things where you're like, yeah, they probably wouldn't do that now, but still, still a funny great movie. movie. It's great. I mean, gotta love it. Yep, Party I agree. It's definitely classic. So, all right, we got another story uh, coming out. Up until this point, I'm pretty sure you know the when we talk about baseball in the late '80s and early '90s, the Oakland A's were always the, mm-hmm. the shit, right? They had yep. the Bash Brothers. Well, I think it all started to fall apart. We have Jose Canseco, if you all remember, running his Porsche <laughs> into his wife's BMW. I think that was like the first signs of madness. And we figured we're talking February '91, right? So '92. So they would have been the ninety one. They lost the ninety one World Series, I believe. Right. No, it was eighty eight, nine, ninety. So they were two years removed from the World Series. Yeah, but they were still kind of at the peak of their, their success. And, and then, but I mean, yeah. it all started to fall apart. I think after that. I mean, yeah. that was you know where it all started. Everything was good till then. Mm. All right, let's see what else we got. Toph, what was the number one song? Think about this. What, what could have been? What could have peaked at number one? In February of '92, any ideas? Any guesses? Uh, probably some. I feel like this is the era of ridiculous pop songs. So it is. It probably is a some ridiculous, ridiculous pop, pop song. I am too sexy. Wow. I mean, peaks at number one on Billboard in February of '92. I mean, is it a catchy song? Sure. But sure Not gonna lie. Been ni- yeah, Not like, gonna I mean, lie. What was happening in the '90s? Number one. Like. Yeah. Like, what was happening? What happened in the nineties? I don't know. I feel like I feel like there should have been a Prince of Madonna song that was number one instead of Right Set Fred. But like but, you said, I mean, I, I'm fourteen, you're thirteen. Like this is right. Like this is our childhood. This oh, is. I remember this being I, all over MTV. I, I mean, mean, it I was know, like, it this, was huge. This but is it, what we were given. Yeah, it just blows my mind that this was the number one song at any point. Like, Catchy song, sure. Number one. Yeah, another <sighs> sad, sad moment for the country. Uh, you know. Uh, the jury selection began for the Rodney King trials oh, uh, in February of 92. Mm-hmm. We all know that, you know, yep. later on in the year didn't go well. Um, no. But, yeah, that all started uh, from the, the trial and all that was starting off and kicking off in February. Uh, moving on, speaking of another trial, this is Mike Tyson. Oh. Convicted of rape in February of 92. I mean, this was this was the, I mean... That was the end for Mike Tyson. Not saying that he didn't do a lot afterwards, but he was no longer Mike Tyson after this. I mean, he no. was 
And, you know, recently I'd started actually going back and watching Wall's fights. And, you know, his, he was so dominant early on. But even before he lost and his upset, because, you know, that was before this. Yep, yep. That was just know. unprepared. Yeah. Was not, but even before he lost serious. that, he had started to kind of slip a little bit. But, like, it just seems like everything unraveled. You yep. know, and you're right. I don't think he ever came back from that. No. And, uh, you know. He's, he's doing pretty well for himself, though, in this latter stage of his life. Oh, yeah. Though. Oh, yeah. He's, for he's, sure. You know, he's embraced the craziness that is Mike Tyson, I he's, think. He's reinvented himself multiple times. Yep. And uh, number, number well, 10, last thing on my list, Barry Bonds signed the highest single-year contract in MLB in February of 20, or I'm sorry, 20, February of 92, $4.7 million. That was the largest single-year contract. Yeah, so there's a couple things that stand out to me about that is, one, 30 years later, middle relievers make that money. Yes. Like average middle relievers. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, um, yeah, I mean, I'm talking there are no days of the world. Even guys, maybe not even as good as him. Yeah. And the other mind boggling thing to me is there was a period of time that the highest salary in baseball was paid by the Pirates. That's, that's true, too. <laughs> Who, I mean, that's just, you know, I mean, the Pirates probably don't have a whole lot of guys making more than that right now. Because yeah. they're, you know, just they're the Pirates. But they, I mean, they had great teams. They should have had a lot more success than they did. No, they did. And, you know, they were always, um, yeah, they were fun to watch because the Bonds. I always when I think of that team, I always think Bonds, Bonilla, Bonds, Bonilla, yep. Bonds, Bonilla. And they're it's kind of they're kind of sad to think about. They kind of they honestly kind of run a parallel to the Orioles a little bit, where you talk about these teams that aren't in huge cities with That's huge true. payrolls. They were dominant teams in the seventies, just a lot of history. Yeah. Even in the eighties through through the early nineties, you so had a lot of stars series, there. Right, the World Series yep. matchup. Yep. And then they both kind of fell into that. No payroll, no fan support, just struggling for years and years yeah. to make the playoffs, and it's just it's just sad to see like legendary franchises kind of have to go through that. Bobby Bonilla eventually left free agency, right, to the Mets, and he's still getting yep. paid. He's still getting paid. He'll still get paid for a long time. Yes, genius, Isn't that crazy? genius like another fifteen, uh, probably thirteen years or something crazy. He's yep. Still getting a couple million bucks. Yep, and the Bonds obviously eventually left to go to the Giants for a huge, but I'm. Guarantee yeah. was the highest contract of all time at that moment. Yeah, I'm sure. For sure. I know that, you know. For sure. Just, you know. Both guys pretty crazy and in, uh, involved in how the evolution of contracts and yep. money was made. Yep. So, you know, thinking about the flashback, one thing, it didn't start or anything in 92. It was actually on for probably its second or third season, but kind of flashing back and then coming back to now, you know, February 2022. And then even, you know, um, Fresh Prince, right? So, how about this like reboot, remake, rewrite uh, of Bel Air? Uh, what do you think? What do you think? Have you got a chance to watch it? I mean, first of all, I have to say that the original Fresh Prince was like my favorite sitcom of all time. I mean, I was, you yeah. know, I was would record the episodes on VHS to watch them, you know, every week, and it was it was definitely like. Yeah. A show that means a lot to me. Yeah, I think HBO Max actually, like when I signed up for HBO Max, I think I saw they had Fresh Prince on there, and I actually started rewatching yes. the yep. whole series. And the reunion special is year. awesome. Yeah, there, you know, with where they bring back, bring back Will Smith and, and all the characters. Yep. Um, so I, you know, I see these, these previews for Bel Air, and I'm intrigued, but there's just something just seems wrong to me, right? It's definitely like, edgier, right? Like you know, right from the previews and the trailers, it's going to be edgier. Yes, it's definitely edgier, and. I'll just say, so I've watched, I think, the, through five episodes now, yeah, which is what is out at this out, time. Yeah, five episodes. The show itself is very good. It's very entertaining. It's definitely, you know, a little over the top, a little crazy drama, but it's 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 a good show. 
I definitely enjoyed the show. Trying to come to terms with, I think what gets me is that it's the same characters as yeah. the Fresh Prince. And like seeing the, the guy that's playing Will Smith, like this guy is not Will Smith. You yes, know, like, yeah. and it's, there's moments where to the be Will fair, though, To be fair, though, like they're, like you couldn't find another Will Smith right, to play well, that's Will sort Smith. Right, like, that's, yeah, that's yeah. sort of the point. Like you could, and there's moments where it shines through and you're like, that was kind of a Will Smith move. Like yeah. there's moments well, that Well, you could through. tell they casted him to kind of yep. have that same vibe, but he did, the, he, you know, no, no offense to the, the gentleman playing Will Smith. Yeah, oh no, I think I think he's doing great. And honestly, as I've gotten further into it, I kind of like a lot of the reimagining of the characters. Like I get yeah. the Carlton, like I, I Carlton works. Yep. I like what they're doing with Hillary. I think that makes sense. Uncle Phil, like I get it. Like, it I'm so good with it. That's where I kind of so like that's kind of where I, I I think I look at it. I don't. I'm not looking at it as a remake. I'm looking at it as like a reimagining. So yep. it's like here's the universe, kind of like they do a lot of Marvel and all these other. You know, superhero ones where it's like, how can we have six different Spider-Mans in fifteen years? Well, yep. you know, they're different stories. They're different. You know, different characters playing the the same roles, but they're different universes, kind of. So I feel like this is like the Fresh Prince universe, but a reimagining of the story. Yeah, they do carry a lot of the original, like like a lot of stuff that happened in the original is still happening in yes, this. Yeah, but and a lot of the key character points or things about that, it, it kind of does come through. I mean, the big, Carlton's yeah. the biggest change. Yeah, Carlton's absolutely the biggest change. Um, I, I'm curious whether the listeners think he's, like, a villain or if he's, like, are you rooting for him or are you rooting against him? Because he's got a little bit of, like... It's that, yeah, because, like... Likeable and really dislikable tendencies. Like, there's not many likeable tendencies so far. They, they no, no. And that was that's the difference between, yes, the original Carlton, and original Carlton had his friction with Will, but you never thought that the original Carlton was a bad dude. Yeah. Now, this Carlton, I mean, you understand where he's coming from some things, and they, and they kind of show some things where Will's taking all the attention away from him. He's kind of feeling neglected from his family. Like, you get some of where Carlton's feelings are coming from, yep. but the extremeness... We're, we're trying not to go too far into details and yep. do spoilers, but... Yep. Um, you know, just an idea of the, the characters. But I think, you know, one thing, like, you were talking about how they're doing, like, the Hillary. Like, some of them, yep. you know, I, I think Ashley's been very low-key so far. Like they, where That was one of my big... I, I watched the first three episodes, and one of my biggest th- takeaways was that, you know, I understand that she's a kid. Yeah. But she was very... She was integral. She was the biggest the, character in the first the season, season. Of and her relationship him. with Will was one of the key parts. You know, yes, hundred percent. You, you know, if you think back to the original uh, Fresh Prince, she was really the one Banks family member that really liked Will from him. the beginning. Yes. kind of brought him in. So, like, I kind of expected I more. That. Now, I will say, at least you know, in you know episodes four or five, she's getting a little more involved in the story, a little yeah. bit. And the other one that again, I'm not gonna, I don't want to give anything away, but the character I'm curious about is Jeffrey. Yeah, definitely not nearly as evolved. I understand it's 2022. We don't necessarily want to have a butler. Or well, and and uh, and they, they kind of say he's more of a manager, assistant yeah. kind of guy, which makes sense. That updating definitely makes sense. But I kind of from like the opening, you know, first of Will arriving there, you think he's gonna be a big character, and then yeah. he kind of disappears for two or three yeah. episodes. Very, very low air. Very mysterious, like, you know, time. coming back in. You know, Jeffrey obviously was a huge part of the original show, but yes. you're gonna have to change change a lot of things there. I totally get that, but I feel like to they totally nailed it, uh, Aunt Viv. I feel like Aunt she, Viv is, oh, she is the bet. Like, yeah, she's a perfect cat. Like, she feels like Aunt Viv. Like, I, I feel like it is Aunt Viv from the voice, before. everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they definitely, they, they, like, I think she was great. I, I, so. 
Uncle Phil's just too cool, man. <laughs> Dude, Uncle did. Phil is the I man. Mean, like, Uncle I Phil mean, is definitely cooler than Uncle Phil should be. Yeah, like, but, I mean, I understand you don't want, like, fat jokes and stuff in, uh, you know, 2022 yeah. and this and that. But, I mean, I, I miss, you can't really make fun of this Uncle Phil. Like, he's, No, I think they definitely changed where, like, old Uncle Phil, you knew he was cool, like, 20 years, 20 years ago. But, but he, he was wasn't out cool of anymore. Touch. Yeah, this Uncle, Uncle Phil's, Phil's still like, cool. Like, he's, yeah. he's sitting back drinking, like, scotch and listening to yeah. Tribe Called Quest. Wu-Tang and, posters up yeah. on the wall. Like, I mean, he come on, you want to hang out with this dude, man? He, he definitely is very cool. But I get—I mean, I get it. You're playing the whole—he's running for district attorney, and, you know. But he, Uncle Phil is definitely super cool. Yeah, definitely way cooler than he was in the original. Um, but I mean, it's—it's it's fun. I really enjoy it myself. I—I'm trying to just not overthink it. Like Carlton, obviously, is the biggest roadblock, just because the. The difference from original Carlton to this Carlton—they're not even comparable. They're not even comparable. Um, But at the same time, um, I think I talked to you about this before. I, I feel like this version is almost more believable. Like, and if you are going to retell the story in you know thirty years, like twenty twenty two, I think we need to be honest. Like, you know, what was put on the air thirty years ago, especially on like network television versus streaming. Yeah, like you couldn't put this kind of show on TV thirty years ago. Uh, America wasn't ready for it, obviously, yeah. at the time. You know, America was barely ready for for, 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 for the Fresh yeah. Prince, right? But yep. it ended up changing and being what it was and really changing and opening a lot of doors to other type of sitcoms and stuff. But, like, this one, I think, is more realistic as to what could have happened or would have happened in that situation. Like, come on, like, Carlton's the only only son in that household mm-hmm. and you're going to have like his cousin come in and all of a sudden get all this attention he's going to mm-hmm. be jealous yep he's not going to be happy he's not going to embrace him and then the, you know in the original you know he had to you know you had a little bit of that tension but it it was more like he still wanted will to like him yes yeah yeah they turned they yeah they, they definitely made the new carlton a little more of get out of my way yep yeah, yep yeah. like a little a little a little more he you wasn't the you know the the lovable jokester kind of yeah you don't nerdy kind of guy here, he was like a, he was the guy that ran the school but he didn't run the school the way Carlton old Carlton ran the school he really was the coolest kid at school yeah and now he's maybe not and you know you got the tension that makes sense pretty crazy I'm definitely intrigued where they're going I I see they were already renewed for a second season I'm pretty okay. sure I saw um so I think that's that's going to be interesting I'm entertained I really enjoy it I'm trying not to like overthink it because like you said that for the original fresh principal yep. is so close what do you think about this the one thing that stands out to me you know theme song like what you yeah. know one of the biggest things from the original was the theme song but you know when you're doing a remake they could not have done they could you know what i mean i don't think they could have redone the the, the, the theme song and really had people buy in i think you gotta go something like kind of kind of gonna kind of throw us out there going along going along the whole remake thing uh, you know, Hulu just you know launched the How I Met Your Father, okay, the remake from How I Met Your Mother, not yeah. remake, but yeah, you know, New story. a sequel kind of thing. Yeah. And they definitely kind of redid the theme song in a different kind of way. Yeah, but it this works was basically for that. just no theme song. It's yeah. just right I, in. I expected. I didn't expect them to do the theme song. I yeah. definitely no, you know, definitely not. I didn't expect them to redo the theme song. I kind of thought instrumental. Okay, like, that I kind of thought the beat. Would, I kind of thought you had the beat, and that would be it. Like you would just have kind of had that going, but yeah. Yeah, you, I mean, you have you really the theme song is such a part of the original show, and now you, I hadn't really thought about it, but they yeah. got no theme song at all. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's one thing that just stands out when it begins. You know, and it's just kind of like, 
And it is. It's a little bit edgier, a little bit heavier. Um, well, I say I say more than a little bit edgier. Heavier, yeah, yeah. But oh yeah, definitely way edgier. Yes. But if you if you like the original and you're a Fresh Prince of Bel Air fan, I think you would definitely enjoy it. Especially if you're in our, our age range, you may not like what they did with some of the characters. You may not like the you know some of the things you see on the TV. But I think you can understand, and uh, it is a good story so far that I think is being told. Yep, and honestly, even if you're not a Fresh Prince fan, yeah, and you're maybe into, more so, you may, yeah, and and you're into those kind of dramas, kind of shows, it's worth checking out. I mean, it is a good show on its own. I think if you, if you strip out the Fresh Prince nostalgia, it's a good show. That's true. I don't think you had to see the original or be even be a fan of the original, but you, you can watch know nothing about like it, it and watch it because it completely stands by itself. You know, you might not get some of the the random jokes like you know Jazz showing up in the Uber with the dice in the mirror, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. those sort of things. But yeah, what do you think about that with Jazz being the 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 cabbie? I, I liked it because I, I, you had to have jazz in some sort of way. Yeah. Like, and the whole, to be honest, jazz never made sense in the original show. Yeah, like it never true. really made sense he where he was, how, where he came from, how Will knew him. Like he was just jazz. Yeah. I do need to see him get thrown on the house. Yeah, I, I was hoping they'll get there. I don't there. need they to, have I don't to, to even, even know. I need to see him physically thrown on the house, but Uncle Phil has to throw him out. Yeah. Like he's got to kick him out of the house. He has to. So the, the the one thing I just I feel like the one struggle they're going to have though is you know if they have ten episodes this season and they're one hour that's a really heavy drama but I can already see through the first half you know because we're we're getting to the point without giving up way too much it just it feels like you know you go from fish out of water you know you're mm-hmm. throwing Will from Philly into L A and then he's uncomfortable he doesn't want to be there and now all of a sudden it's like okay I want to be there yeah I don't think they did enough. Or a lot to kind of like where the sitcom can have 24 or however many episodes. You can kind of have like, hey, this next four or five episodes, you're going to show him kind of embracing the new life. Yeah. I don't think they really did a good job of showing that or had enough time. I think that's the one challenge. I do think it turned uh, quick. It turned quick. Like, again, not to give anything away, but like... He had like he hasn't really fully found his place yet, and there's already at the point where he's like, "I want to stay here," and I yeah. feel like he hasn't gotten it. Where, yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, it just kind of went from one to another, and I don't think they really built a lot of that in yet. But yeah, it's a good show, really entertaining. Um, hopefully, we see some more Jeffrey. Yeah, I think I think we'll get some Jeffrey backstory. I'm looking forward to that. Hoping they keep fleshing out Ashley's character for sure. Yeah, and I'm definitely. I mean, I'm gonna keep watching it, no doubt. Yep. So what do you got? What do you got on the books? What are you thinking for uh, for March? Anything you're looking forward to? Uh, there's really. I mean, I'm hoping some some progress on the baseball front. I will be uh, definitely watching a lot of the Sixers. Uh, I was disappointed that the Harden's debut was not nationally televised last night, but I believe tomorrow's 1 p.m. game against the Knicks is. So, be looking to you know get to watch Harden you know firsthand, see how that's see how yeah, that's looking. Exciting. You know, as the NBA season now this gets into the you know because I'm kind of I'm kind of the guy that. I'm a big NBA fan, but I kind of casually kind of following throughout the football season, and then yeah, you know, playoffs. Then definitely. the Super Bowl, Super Bowl ends. You get the All Star game coming for NBA. This is the part, this is the part of the year where I'm paying a lot more attention well, to, to the NBA. The playoffs is almost the season itself. Yes, it's yes, like it's, yes, You can yes. just like you said casually follow. It's all about getting to the playoffs, and even yep. nowadays with all so many play-ins and expanded playoffs and all these sports. A lot of stuff. Got, you just got to get in. I'm definitely look. So I'll, I'll definitely be checking for the NBA. March Madness obviously is always huge. What do you think? That doesn't seem like. I, I don't know. As I get older, I feel like the the March Madness isn't 
uh, I don't say isn't as fun, but it's just, it's so much harder to keep track of everything like compared to when I was younger. It is. What I'm intrigued by this season is, I, again, I've been very, very loosely following college basketball, but I feel like every two weeks the number one team loses. I yeah, feel like I feel like this is a year that it's wide open. It could make for a great tournament for sure. Yep. And then March, when you talk about March, you got to talk about March Madness. Yeah, for sure. It's hopefully going to be exciting. You, I mean, I don't think there's ever, like, the first first two days are usually there's the most like exciting. Yeah. There's nothing know. like the first weekend, really, you know. Yeah. First weekend, there's nothing in sports like the first weekend of March Madness. It's on its own. Anything, uh, anything news-wise, pop culture-wise, anything you're looking forward to? Some more Fresh Prince? Some definitely, more some, definitely some more Fresh Prince. Uh you know, intrigued by this American Song Contest coming out, uh, yeah. you know, and definitely getting to the point where I feel like we're now getting finally back to the point where movies and TV shows are kind of coming out more on a yeah, regular schedule. Yeah, a lot schedule. of stuff out right now. So there's a lot of stuff coming out. I didn't so, even talk about Pam and Tommy. I mean, no, on, no, no, huge. no, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Road to WrestleMania? That's got you good. I know you're right now, but curious though to see what happens uh what kind of moves are made that'll be interesting to see a lot always happens rumored austin might come back for a match at wrestlemania i mean that's 20 some years that would be big yeah it's just it's crazy that's the one thing wwe continues to do not to go on a wrestling ramp but they always go back i mean just since we're talking a lot about us getting older and flashing Mm -hmm. back like it's one thing wwe does i mean they always keep going back to the past whether it's a rock or goldberg or some of these people now it's Austin it's like they've had a hard time like creating new stars and getting the ratings and the draws they want without these older people coming back so just curious to see if they do I'd be interested if Austin comes back Kevin Owens they're saying Austin Owens maybe we'll see and they got Cody potentially going to Wrestlemania too that'll yep. be big so anything music anything coming out CDs uh, I, <laughs> there's CDs no <laughs> I, I don't know what's coming. I have to check and see if there's any, any big releases coming out. Uh, we'll definitely update those as we go. Yeah. I don't know. There's nothing in my mind right now. Uh, oh, speaking of something I didn't touch on that it, that just is coming out that I'm definitely intrigued about. The kind of you know line of movies and music is the Foo Fighters. Uh, oh, that movie. looks good. I, yeah. I heard, I've heard good things about it. It seems like the initial, initial reviews are good. I thought I it was a joke the first time I saw the trailer, no, but it's well, like it is, after, but it's legit. It's yeah, a legit I movie. it's legit. It so looks awesome. Definitely want to check that out. You know. Yeah, that definitely looks good. Um, so I, I think you know if you listened and you, you liked it, I hope uh, I hope we entertained you. Um, said before, say again. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at mm-hmm. list underscore shout. Yep. Drop us a line. Let us know what you think. Let yep. us know what you want more or less of, or whatever. Where are we at on Instagram too? At list and shout podcast. One word. List and shout a and d shout. Yep. So we'll put up some polls. I mean, if you if you hear us and you know you like it, just give us a follow. Let us know what you like, what you didn't like, uh, anything you want us to talk about. Yeah. Let us know if you had any of those weird McDonald's meals, or if yes, you, or, we need or to your, know about those McDonald's meals. And your thoughts on Bel Air? I think those are the two big takeaways from this: is McDonald's and Bel Air. But yeah, you know, I, I know. I just I, I don't know. I, and if you have pictures, if it is a build your own, I want to see how it comes. Shoot us some pictures on Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, especially if you've had that land air and sea that just blows my mind. I, I, I don't want to go back to it. No. I, it just scares me. Yeah, I, no arguments here. But it does it does make me think of Double Meat Palace. Oh, Every time, yeah. Double Meat is double sweet. All right, Tof. Well, I think that's it. I think so. I think the first episode is in the books, and we'll be back for more. All right. 
All right. We'll check you guys next month. All right, see you guys.